There's a lot of debate about what airway should be used during cardiac arrest. Should you definitively endotracheally intubate a patient or should you put in supraglottic airway? Today on the Recess X podcast, we have Dr. Tarlin Hadidi, who's going to be going through the literature and letting us know what's the best airway in cardiac arrest. This was taken from the Recess X ROSC conference back in July of 2023. And you can find more information on that conference in the link below. Up until 2010, ACLS really prioritized the ABCs, so it was airway, breathing, circulation. And then with the 2010 revamp of the ACLS guidelines, circulation really took the top spot and airway took the secondary spot in our priorities of resuscitation. And so when they reordered that, then we really need to, needed to think about what exactly should we be prioritizing in terms of the airway? So what's our best option when we are resuscitating a patient in terms of managing the airway if we're really prioritizing circulation? Really, our three best options here are endotracheal intubation, a supraglottic airway, or bag valve mask. These are really our only options. So in terms of these three options of the airway, which is best in terms of taking control of that airway in the cardiac arrest situation? So let's first go head-to-head supraglottic airway versus endotracheal intubation, which I think is really the big one that everybody cares about here. And so the Airways 2 trial was published in 2018, so it's been a while, and it took a look specifically at this question of supraglottic airways versus endotracheal intubation. This was in the pre-hospital arena. This is a pretty big study, so 9,000 patients all across the UK over two years, and the patients were randomized one-to-one supraglottic airway versus endotracheal intubation. And what they found was that in terms of the primary outcome of good neurologic outcome at 30 days at hospital discharge, there was really no difference between the supraglottic airway and endotracheal intubation. Pretty great. So 6.4% versus 6.8%. And even more importantly, there was really no difference in terms of aspiration or regurgitation risk. But 18% of the patients that were enrolled in this study did not get an advanced airway, which is a little weird, and we're going to come back to that. When you rework the numbers and you recalculate the numbers based on the patients who actually got an advanced airway, it seems to slightly favor supraglottic airways with an adjusted odds ratio of about 1.5. Now, when you look at first pass rates in terms of successful first pass rates, for supraglottic airway versus endotracheal intubation, it looks like supraglottic airway does better as well because, frankly, it's easier and and not that it requires less skill, but endotracheal intubation requires you to maintain your skills to a certain degree, whereas supraglottic airway, get it in and get it going. Let's go back to that original concept I told you about where about 18% of patients did not get an advanced airway. Why would that happen in this study when we're randomizing people one-to-one? As it turns out, a lot of the patients that were in that endotracheal intubation group didn't get intubated. So the paramedics opted not to put the advanced airway in. Why? Because they're more comfortable with the supraglottic airway. And they're in the back of this ambulance. They're trying to resuscitate the patient. They're doing CPR. They're giving medications. And so when it came time to do that endotracheal intubation in the patients who had been randomized to that group, they just basically opted not to. And so now you've got a modality that the paramedics prefer, supraglottic airway. It's faster, higher first success pass rates. Why wouldn't we go with the supraglottic airway? And so in the end, between no difference in good neuro outcome and a preferred modality, 
it looks like supraglottic airway trumps the endotracheal intubation in this particular study. Now, there was another trial that came out around the same time, 2018 as well, the PART trial, similarly looking at laryngeal tube versus endotracheal intubation. Now, the previous study was looking specifically at the eye gel. This one's looking at supraglottic device that's not necessarily the eye gel. 3,000 patients, this was an American study across 27 EMS agencies, two-year enrollment as well. And what did we find here? So what we found was they were looking at survival 72 hours later. 18% for the laryngeal tube group compared to 15% for the endotracheal intubation. That's a p-value of 0.04. So seems to favor supraglottic airway here. In terms of the secondary outcome of favorable neurologic status at discharge, seem to favor supraglottic airway as well. So 7% for the uh, supraglottic airway versus 5% for endotracheal intubation. And when you're looking at initial success rates, again, favor supraglottic airway, 44% for the laryngeal tube compared to 12% for endotracheal intubation. In fact, about a third of the patients who got endotracheal intubation ended up needing to get reintubated once they made it to the emergency department. So again, we have another study that seems to favor supraglottic airway over endotracheal intubation in that pre-hospital arena and should really call into question whether endotracheal intubation should be the standard for airway management in cardiac arrest. Now look, if you're someone that takes care of patients in cardiac arrest, then you need to know what the most up-to-date evidence-based literature shows. And that's why the ROSC conference from last July is the conference for you. We had Scott Weingart, Amal Matu, Corey Slovis, Tarlin Hedaiti, who you're listening to right now. If you watch this video and say, hey, you know what? That's the kind of content that's gonna help me take better care of my patients. Then click on the link below. I have a great deal for everyone who's watching on YouTube this week. All right, let's get back to Tarlin's talk. Now we're gonna take a little meta moment here and talk about this monster meta-analysis that came out. This was in 2018 as well, monster year four for airway management. And so they took a look at 29 studies looking at endotracheal intubation versus supraglottic airway, over 500,000 patients in this meta-analysis. And what they did was they tried to tease out the studies that had the lowest risk for bias. And what they identified was that there was really no difference between survival to admission, survival to discharge, or good neurologic outcome when you look at endotracheal intubation versus supraglottic airway. So really, it looks like supraglottic airway is the way to go in this cardiac, when you're doing a resuscitation, you need to manage the airway quickly. Now let's talk about bag valve mask versus endotracheal intubation. So when we pit these two against one another, what do we find? This was a 2018 study, 2,000 patients, non-inferiority trial. So we're basically trying to find out, is BVM non-inferior to endotracheal intubation? And what they were really looking at was, again, that good neurologic outcome at 28 days post out of hospital cardiac arrest. And what they found was, unfortunately, the study was underpowered. So they couldn't really demonstrate non-inferiority or inferiority one way or the other. But when you take a look at the numbers, it seems to show that there isn't really much difference between BVM versus endotracheal intubation. So 4.3% versus 4.2% in terms of that primary outcome. Survival to hospital admission was 29% in the BVM group 
versus 33% in the endotracheal intubation group. So again, not really big numbers there. So what weren't really able to demonstrate non-inferiority, but the numbers seemed to trend toward them being essentially equivalent. However, there were more rates of failed airway, difficult airway, and regurgitation in vomiting in the patients who got the bag valve max. And that we can't ignore. So even though it looks like in terms of good neurologic outcome and survival to hospital admission, there may not have been a difference, we can't ignore the consequences of BVM compared to endotracheal intubation. Purely based on rates of complication in this study, it looks like endotracheal intubation seemed to do better than BVM according to this particular analysis. Now let's take a look at advanced airway management, so endotracheal intubation or supraglottic airway versus bag valve mask. And this was a Korean study, so retrospective review. Again, really big study, 9,000 adult cardiac arrest patients. These are medical cardiac arrest patients. And what they found was in terms of the primary outcome of favorable neurologic outcome and survival, there was really no difference between the advanced airway management, so endotracheal tube or supraglottic airway, compared with bag valve mask, so at 30 days. So it was about 9.5% for the advanced airway and then 10% for the bag valve mask. But they did a subgroup analysis comparing endotracheal tube alone versus bag valve mask and supraglottic airway alone versus bag valve mask. And what they found, and they, they showed improved 30-day survival with good neurologic function when an endotracheal tube was placed over the bag valve mask. When they looked at supraglottic airway specifically, so supraglottic airway alone compared to bag valve mask, they didn't really show much advantage. And so what's the bottom line here with these studies? So first and foremost, prioritize your CPR. Just like ACLS tells us, C-A-B, prioritize C, uh, your C, your CPR, your circulation. If you are alone, if the patient has a supraglottic airway, if nothing has been put in and you just need to take control of the airway immediately, my go-to is the supraglottic airway. It's fast, it's easy, I can get it in and I can forget about it and move on. So supraglottic airway is going to be my airway modality of choice. Moving on from there, if I'm not going to do a supraglottic airway for some reason, or I don't have it, or it's a messy airway, then you're really left with BVM versus endotracheal intubation. I will tell you that I tend to favor endotracheal intubation for a couple of reasons. Bag valve mask is hard to do. So bag valve mask is a skill, and not everyone practices that skill on a regular basis. I feel like we do endotracheal intubation enough, but the BVM it's tiring, much like CPR, and you need someone who's a great operator to, to actually do that. If the airway is soiled, it's going to make BVM more challenging as well. And in a cardiac arrest patient where I need to take a look at the parameters that are going to guide my resuscitation, intubating the patient and getting them hooked up to end tidal CO2 is going to work better for me than BVM. So prioritize your CPR then your supraglottic airway. And if you have to choose between there, my option is the endotracheal intubation. Thanks so much.